is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, guys. You're all well? Yeah. We've been able to increase the booking this week. Amazing. Um, the numbers, yes. Thank God for what he's doing among us. We are looking at an amazing book. All the books in the Bible are amazing. And especially this one, First Peter. Uh, we're looking at it. And um, uh, wonderful, wonderful teachings from there under the title... Living Strong, a much-needed instruction, much-needed teaching, much-needed encouragement from the Word of God for such a time as this. Living Strong. Tim taught us wonderfully from the first part of the first chapter about living strong as foreigners, living strong with great expectation, living strong under the protection of God. We're going to look at the second part, which is titled as Living Strong as Temporary Residence. Living Strong as Temporary Residence. Okay, in order to put the setting in place or get our mind around how this works, you know, Peter is writing to the church to encourage them, giving them instruction. Guys, do this don't do this. You know, you need to be careful about this. You need to be very watchful about that. Oh, come on, keep doing this. This is really good for you. He's giving loads of instructions. Exactly like how when, when kids go to uni after this school, you know, they go to uni and you are loaded with instruction from your parents, isn't it? We have so many guys who are in uni at the moment we have the others who have been to uni already. We have some maybe upstairs who are still looking to go into uni. If you ask them, they'll tell so many things. Where's Haniel? Oh, he's not there. He's just, he's, he's going to come. Right. Um, who else is there? Joel, what did your parents tell you when you went to uni? Can you remember one instruction? Oh, read Bible and pray. Wow, what a lovely instruction. Make sure you read your Bible and pray every day. Anything else? Anything else you remember? Instruction that was given to you when you went to uni or while you were at the uni? Be safe. Be safe. Very good. Well done. Don't go out in the nights. You see, don't go out in the nights. Well done, talks. Well done. What else? Pardon? Study hard, work hard. You know, there's loads of instruction, isn't it? Yeah? The parents' heart is so much for their kids as they leave. The main reason is they're going to be alone now. They're not going to be without. When they were at school, they were always looking after them and, and making sure they had that time with them and all that. And suddenly now they are going on their own. And it's such a moment in the life of parents where like, do this, do that, don't do that. It's more of the don'ts, isn't it? Than the do's, more of the don'ts. Work hard, work hard, get the good degree, then you'll get a good job. And then they also say, this happens to Asian children, okay? Asian India, my parents told us when I went to uni, see, Papa and I, we are working really hard and earning that money and paying a huge amount of money just for your uni. Your elder brothers didn't get this opportunity. You got it. We are paying so much money. Please be mindful of that. Make the most of it. You know, have you heard that? 
Ujul is laughing. Ujul is laughing. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. Please, I was like, oh, I feel kind of under pressure. Oh, come on. Come on. You see, it's a very similar setting here. Peter is writing to the church. Church, church, I don't know whether I will be able to see you again. I don't know whether I will be able to come and minister to you again. But I want to give you some very, very valuable, very important instruction for you to follow in your life. I don't know if you remember what your parents said, but this is so important. Why? He's saying the life that we live is a temporary life. This is just an opportunity for us to make the right choice to live eternally with God. Hallelujah. This is just temporary. And that is what he's constantly reminding through the, pas- through the passage, through the letter. You're suffering. This is very temporary. You're going through persecution. Don't worry. This is just temporary. We have a great thing ahead of us, encouraging us and, and motivating the church to do it. I'm going to read from, so the, the, the verses that we're going to be looking at is um, uh, verse 13 till verse 25. I don't know whether we'll have time to read all through the verse, but I would really strongly encourage and recommend you, when you go home today, please take your Bible, 1 Peter 1, 13 to 25. Read through the chapter, and then what happens? It all makes sense. You can check on if I'm saying the right thing or not, all right? Okay, the first verse, 13, verse 13 says this. So prepare your minds for action. Come on, church, be careful. Prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Exactly like our parents, isn't it? Please know your limits, right? Exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Don't lose hope. Don't lose. That is a great hope that is in store for you, and you are heading there. So put all your hope in the salvation that will come. Hang on a second. Salvation will come? Peter, you're confusing us. We thought we are saved. In the previous chapter, when uh, Tim was preaching last week, it said, glory be to God. By his grace, we have been born again and we are saved. Yes, last week he said we are saved. And this week, a few verses down the line, he's saying you will be saved. What is he trying to say? Is he trying to confuse us? No, not at all. What he's trying to say is salvation is not a one-day event or a one-moment process. It, It is a process that begins when you make decision within your heart to follow Jesus and ends when Jesus comes back. Right? Do you understand? It's a process and it involves three stages in the process. See, this is what he's trying to explain to us. It's so important for us to know. What's the first process? The first process is called justification. We are, by nature, born as sinners. Okay, you need to be careful and remember this very well. You're not sinners because you sin. Most of the time, that's what we think, isn't it? Yeah, we sin. I have sinned, so I'm a sinner. No, no, no. By nature, you are a sinner, and so you sin. That is by nature. By default, that is your program within. And that is what you are expressing. Do you understand? You are a sinner. So you are following your own desire, own passion, 
own, what to say, interests, and you're walking, you're going and approaching the world in the sense, you know, living your life. Suddenly, you hear the gospel, the good news, that God loves you, he created you, you're not your own, but you belong to God. And then as soon as you hear that and come to know and realize, oh, yes, I am a sinner. Yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm not, actually, I was not created for this. I was created for a greater purpose. And as soon as we do that, we make a decision. I'm not going to go this direction. I'm going to turn, take a U-turn. God, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. That is called repentance. And that moment, what happens, the Bible says, we are justified before God. The last preach, when I preached, I told the illustration about the, what to say, the folders. If you remember, there's two folders, one folder called sinner, and we are all born into that folder. All our folder, we all have names, you know, folders in there. What happens the moment we decide to follow Jesus, he picks us out. God picks us out of that folder and puts us in another folder called Jesus Christ. In Jesus. He looks at us in Jesus the punishment which was over us is taken away. We are justified. What did we do for it? Nothing. Nothing. Thank God for the amazing contributions that has you know, been coming. It was so, I think they preach almost everything that I need to say. You see, I'm just going to be reminding the same factor again. Wonderfully, Sarah bought his blood, my acceptance. You accept, and as soon as you accept, and make the choice to follow God, he considers us justified. We are saved. We are saved. The, the, the last stage of salvation is called glorification. What does that mean? When Jesus comes back, yeah, as a king. In Philippians, Paul writes like this, when he is going to come back, in a moment, in a moment, our lowly bodies, this flesh which is making us to sin, this body will be completely removed and we will be given a new body like Jesus Christ. We wouldn't have to fight with temptation. We wouldn't have to fight with sin and evil then. Why? Because this thing that is causing us to sin and by default forcing us to you know, live in sin is going to be completely removed off and going to be, we're going to change into the likeness of Jesus. And that happens in a moment. Justification happens in a moment. As soon as you believe in God, he considers you forgiven and, you, uh, and, 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 and gives you a new name called child of God. Now, you have justification, which happens now when you accept God, and you have glorification, where you will be transformed completely, transfigured completely into the likeness of Jesus Christ when he comes, now, what is this period right in between from justification to glorification? That period is called sanctification, which is in where we are all in. We are all in sanctification. What happens in sanctification? The Bible teaches us that every single day we are being renewed into the likeness of, of Jesus we are getting closer and closer and closer to glorification. And Peter is saying, this is where, this is like the uni days you are going in. Well, in this process, 
while in this process of sanctification, where God is changing us, renewing us every single day, we, are, we ought to live like this. So he gives a certain instruction how to help this happen or how or what to do in this. I'll just uh, show you something and then in order to explain. Right. What's this? Rock, correct. This is a rock from the moon. No, not so. I didn't go to the moon. Um, this is a rock, okay? And I'm going to show you another thing. Right. What is this? A, a cat meow. Oh, yeah, who's that? Right. Okay, this is a cat. This is a rock. This is a cat. Would you believe me if this came out of this? Yeah, yeah. When a, a, a really talented, absolutely, you know, a, 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 a professional sculptor works on this rock, it ends up as such a beautiful cat like this. When we are justified, we are like this. When we will be glorified, we will be like this. But in between is the process, the process where the sculptor is working on the rock. There was an amazing artist who, who's very talented and gifted in, in uh, you know, making statues, sculptor. They, they asked, like, how could you do it? Just a chunk of rock... And, and you make amazing, beautiful statues out of it. You're very talented. You're amazing. How can you do it? Then he just, you know, very simply asked the interviewers and everybody there. He showed a rock and says, what do you see? You're, they, they started describing the rock. Well, it's an imperfect, you know, uh, it's a chunk of rock. It's a heavy rock. It's, a, it, it's got so many curves and all that. They were describing the rock. You know what the sculptor said? You know what I see? I see the finished product, the, the statue, what I want to create in there. Ah, they're all blinking. And he said, yes, I see it already. What I do is I just remove the unwanted bits from the rock. I just remove the unwanted. It's already in there. The shape is in there. The statue, the purpose, the beauty of it is hidden in there. What the sculptor does is, it's not creating something, it's already in there. All that I do is remove the unwanted bits from the rock, and it ends up in a beautiful statue. People are like, blown away, yeah. And I'm just listening to that and thinking, exactly what God does in our lives. During this process of sanctification, God is working in each and every one of our lives, whether you realize it or not. Whether you, what to say, are feeling like that or not, but God is constantly working. He never, never, never gives up because he chose you and you have become his child. His, our father never lets his children down. He's always working in his children. He never gives up. He's constantly there trying to remove. So what we have to do when we... Uh, when this process is going on, we're going to read First Chapter, uh, First Peter, First Chapter, fourteen to sixteen. This is what we must do to help that process. 
So we must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You know, this direction, you're going in this direction. Don't try to slip back into the old direction. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. Wow. Wow. Peter is, is instructing us to be holy. In other words, he's saying, pursue holiness. What kind of holiness? I thought I'm, I'm living a good life. Yeah, I read the Bible every day. You know, I spend time with God. I go to my community groups. I go to church. I, I help people. I pray. I give. I love, I share, what not? But, you know, he's saying, pursue holiness, the holiness of God. Be holy like how your father is. And that is the standard he wants to take us to, and that is what he's working in each and every one of our life. So we got to be holy like our father. We are to pursue holiness. We hard to pursue. Like, like Sarah said, my acceptance. There is a part for us to play in this. Can we change ourselves? No. Can the rock go and you know, work on itself? No, the rock cannot. It's only the sculptor who does that. And we trust the man. He does an amazing job. But we need to allow him to do in our lives. We need to allow him to do in our lives. He says three reasons why we got to be holy from the passage that we read. First reason is that we got to pursue holiness because our God is holy. Our Father is holy. Have you heard the phrase, like Father, like Son? Like Father, like Son. See, our Father is holy, and so His children, His sons and daughters, ought to be holy. He's creating us or working in us. You know, we are a work in progress to make us as holy as He is. Wow. Wow, and that is your finished product. That is where you are heading to. Guys, isn't that great news? Oh, well, looking at me, uh, well, I'm really, really far way off. But don't worry, I'm not trusting in who I am. I'm trusting in the sculptor who's working in me. He is making me holy. The second reason he says is, we are accountable to God in every of our actions. Why we got to be holy? Because we got to be account. In the verse when he read, he says, he either judges or rewards everyone, each and everyone, according to their actions. You know why? As we live in this temporary inner residence, every action has a consequence. You see? Either the consequence strengthens us to become more like him, or the consequences leads us into severe pain and suffering. Right? Self-inflicted most of the time. So we ought to be accountable to God. Most of us are like, I'm including myself, okay? I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself as well. Most of us are like, uh, you know, we think God is like CCTV. How many of you have seen, uh, you might have experienced people do this. They know where the CCTV is, and they're very careful in front of the CCTV. They walk smart. They work the best, you know, at, at workplaces they do. They don't use their mobile phones. They're not allowed to. You know. And you know the beauty of it? 
Very, very soon, as soon as the CCTV is installed, they figure out the places which the CCTV cannot cover. The beauty of it, they, can't, they figure out places, and that, there they go. They are very, very, yeah, yeah, you're laughing. I believe you haven't done that. Please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, you see? But here, the Bible says, or Peter says, you cannot escape from God's vision and his observation at any point, anywhere in life. We got to be aware. So it's not out of fear. Oh, no, God is watching. No, no, no. Like a coach watches every moment of his player in a match. He's coaching someone. You know why? He keeps marking everything. Oh, that was a good one that he did. He's, he's doing exactly like what I said. Oh, no, he shouldn't have done that. That was a bad move. Okay, I'll make a note of it. When he comes out, I will instruct him. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not going to help you. See, the, the coach is watching us in a way of encouraging us, helping us. He's investing in us. So he's watching us all the time. We ought to be accountable for every single action of us. In another place, the Bible says, do whatever you do as if you do for the Lord. Do you understand? We need to have that understanding and do it with all sincerity, with all integrity. And that's why we got to be holy. The final thing, uh, the reason he gives is we were bought with a ransom. This life of freedom, amazingly, Andrea brought about free. We are free and we enjoy that. We celebrate. We love to sing that song. We are free. Why? It was not because of our effort but, but God had to pay a huge price. In fact, Peter writes like this, not gold, not silver, much more than that. He had to pay it with his own son's life. That is what cost our freedom. But he didn't hesitate. Because he loves you and me so much, he didn't hesitate. He went down to the rock bottom. Yes, even if it takes to give my Godship, even if it takes to give my life, to sacrifice everything for your sake, I will do it to redeem you. And he did. He died on the cross. And victoriously on the third day, he rose again, defeating death, sin, and its effect, and, and Satan. Wow. To free us from all this bondage. You see? And that is what... Um, and that is the reason why we got to be holy. We don't belong to ourselves. We've been bought with a great price. And so we live a life of worship and gratefulness. Yes, Lord, I'm so grateful for what you have done. Thank you. I want to live and honor you in everything and whatever I do. We give. And that is, what, uh, that is why we got to pursue holiness. Sitting there, you might be thinking, Hudson, we know this. Come on, man, we know this. We read the Bible. But we are unable, we are unable to live the holy life, to pursue that holy life. Yes, we are, but we are falling so many times. That is what so many of us are saying from within now, isn't it? From within, yes, I long for this, I desire this, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling. The reason is sometimes the approach we have or the understanding that we have towards this. There are two main, there are so many things I can talk, we can have a whole sermon or a conference on this topic, but just in a gist. We have different ideas which we need to get rid of, okay? One of my friend's son was there. He hates doing homework. 
he hates doing homework. So when he comes back from school and the mom sits and says, do your homework, do your homework, come on, you need to write, you need to do that, do that. Ah, finally he comes to a point and says, mom, here I am. Take my hand. Do whatever you want. Write whatever you want. I I won't ask a question, okay? I won't ask a question. Just hold the pen with my hand like that and then keep writing, writing. Here, go for it. While I'm playing games on my phone on the other hand. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Please, please. I've given you full freedom. I surrender my hand to you. This is how we approach so many times with God. What we want God is to take control over us. Lord, I'm unable to do this. I'm struggling with this. I'm, 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 you know, I, from within, I don't want to do this, but I am doing this. So the best thing would be for you to take control over me. I give myself and do it. You know what? God is not an invader. The Holy Spirit who comes into us when we are justified, who's given us a gift to each and every one of us, is not an invader, but he's an inhabitor. This was, again, one of the contributions which uh, uh, Sarah brought a very long time. Okay, wonderfully brought. This like, wow, this is amazing. He's not an invader who comes by force and take, possesses you. The evil spirit does that not the Holy Spirit, and, you know, possess and take control over you without your choice, without your control, you know, taking and taking over you and doing. No, he doesn't do that. What he does, he inhabits us. He comes and lives with us, and he encourages us. He doesn't say, okay, give me your hand. Don't worry. No, he sits with him. No, he makes us understand the need, why we need to do homework. You need to learn. Come out strong. Only when you learn you can do that. Okay, where are you struggling? Why you have no interest towards this? Let me help you. Let me make it interesting to you. Let me do He's giving in all his effort like parents we do with our children and support them and say, come on, you can do it. He wants to make us strong for us to, with our free will, making our right choice to do that. Do you understand? Do you understand? That is the difference um, we have. I just want to read another verse from Ephesians um, 4, 21 to 24. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, yeah, we've heard about Jesus, we've heard the truth that comes from him, this is what we ought to do. Throw off your sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Next, instead... Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, this is the process that is going on with us. The Holy Spirit is working absolutely hard 24-7 to renew our thoughts and attitude. You know why? Our mind is the problem. Our mind is the problem. When we were following our own direction, I told you, our mind default is set to follow the fleshly desire. Default, that is the program. That is the coding in there, okay? So it is, it is the default. Whatever the flesh, when temptation comes, yes, I will do what it says. Yes, I will do. You just follow what this one says, okay? So there was only one source. The source for this mind, the thoughts, you know, the, the input for all that was only one source. That is your flesh. Sin, 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 which ends up in absolute, 
you know, disaster. But now when you accept God and you turn towards him and make your journey, when we are justified, we are gifted with the Holy Spirit. He comes and inhabits us. He comes into our life and he lives. And what he does, now we have two sources. Two sources. One is a flesh which is trying hard. No, 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 go back, go back, go back. You're doing the wrong thing. The Holy Spirit is no, you have made the right decision. Keep in step with me. I am changing you. I am removing the unwanted bit. Come on, allow me to do it. So there's two sources now, and that's the war that is going on in our mind. That is the war that is going on. Every time we do something wrong, we regret at the end. Why did I do it? Why do I feel so bad? Usually I never used to feel so bad. I was fine. But after you know, coming to this Jesus, following Jesus, I feel so bad. Why? The Holy Spirit is grieving from within and saying, no, you've done the wrong thing. But don't worry. Don't worry. I'm here to help you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Every time we fall, he picks us up. Let's go. We have two sources. Okay? And these two sources, the Bible says in Galatians very clearly, they are opposite to each other all the time. All the time, they're opposite to each other. They'll never say. So one of the clue here, many of us ask, how do we know it's the voice of God? How do we know it's the voice of God? One clue there is anything that was opposite to what your flesh is saying is the voice of God. Do you understand anything? That's your friend. What, what the, 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 the flesh does is it wants to express itself in feelings. You see, it wants to express it, itself. In, we all feel that. So we go through feelings mode. And most of the time, sadly, we are controlled by our feelings. If you are happy, everything is happy-chappy and, uh, and in a jolly mood. When we feel low, when we feel tempted, when we feel fear, we give into it. Feelings try to control us. But the Holy Spirit is working there, helping us not to go by our feelings, opposite, working opposite to that, saying, no, 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 go by my truth, what I'm telling you to do. Do you understand? So what, in effect, the, the Holy Spirit is doing is it is resetting the mind, rebooting the mind. It is realigning the mind. No, no, no. Your channels are wrong. By default, they are programmed to follow your flesh. No, I am giving you a new channel. I'm giving, which is so sensitive to my voice, and this is how Jesus would think into the likeness of Jesus. I, I like to read another verse, uh, which, which won't be there. It's Romans 12, uh, 2, verse 2. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You see? The mind. The way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So two things we ask to do. What is it? Do not confirm, do not copy the behavior and customs of the world. It is our responsibility. We do it in partnership with God. He changes us, but we ought to do something. What? We do not copy the behavior and customs of the world. Secondly, what we do, it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing you. We allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Most of the times we want to hear what we want to hear. 
and we go to people, we go to sources where we would love to hear, you know, messages or, or even God's word, what we want to hear, because we want to go in a direction. We just want some support from somewhere. Ah, this is so good, this is so good. But actually, the Holy Spirit is talking exactly the opposite. You see, the Holy Spirit never tells you what you want to hear. He tells you what you need to hear. There is a difference. You see? So please be conscious of this and work with the Holy Spirit. We used to live in a very old home, um, uh, you know, and uh, with the and I. There, there was a problem. The problem was the, 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 the radiators. The radiators, um, it used to be, you know, the, 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 it set really high, the temperature, but still it never used to be warm. Especially closer to the boiler, yes, it was warm, but you go down to the end, it's not warm. And then we called and said, hey, we tried everything, and the bills are going up. We tried pushing things up. Nothing seems to work. Uh, we tried removing the air. You know that they do all that. Plumbers would know. Most of you might have experience in your house as well, but nothing seemed to work. Then we called the, the, you know, the proper plumbers and uh, you know, the gas people. They came and checked. You know what they said? They said, there's so much of sludge in there, so much of muck in there. They tried to remove one bit and tried to, you know, it's water, basically water going through the boiler, getting heated, and it is, it is going through the pipelines into the radiator, which is then radiating heat to the whole room. You see, but in those pipes, they say there's absolute muck in there, absolute, you know, uh, black stuff in there. When they opened it, it was black water coming out. You see, there's so much muck. So with that, that is actually blocking the hot water going through all the radiators. Because it is blocking, the, 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 it's not reaching there, and hence, it is cold. They said, so what can we do? They said two things you could do. One thing, we can flush it. There's something called flushing. They join, they insert something into the pipe, and they force pressure into it so that all that muck is completely pushed out at one end, and then they fill with new water, new but they warned us, if they do that, it's, it's such immense pressure, because they are old pipes, they might burst. They might leak. So what can we do? What can we do? There's that. He said, changing the pipes. Changing the pipes. Go. Either they'll put a whole new line, absolutely new line, and make this dead, or they will go through and change one pipe by one pipe. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. That is exactly, he's going and changing everything, removing the muck off. He's removing the mindset. It has an attitude which is against God. Now it is giving us an attitude like a Christ-like attitude. He's laying new pipes in our homes. He's laying new pipes and getting the, you know, the water, the hot water, and, and we, the end result is going to be amazing. Such a cozy, lovely home. And that is what we are all in the process, Right? Sadly, you know, as I said, do not copy the behavior of the world. And the second one, allow God to Holy Spirit. What if there's a particular room in your house, and then as a plumber goes, okay, I need to say, I've done all this bit, I need to change in, in that room. And then you stand. No. I'm not allowing you into this room. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, you don't need to go in there. This is my precious spot. Please, don't go in there. That's what is unintentionally happening in our lives most of the times. Where we struggle, we are unable to allow or give way to the Holy Spirit, give way to the plumber to go and change it. Until unless you leave, Holy Spirit is a gentle man. He never pushes. Get out now. 
He doesn't go in there. He is waiting for you. Please, if I don't change it, this is going to be a huge problem. You're going to suffer. Please don't do it. He's pleading with us. He's encouraging us all the time. Yes, like, like the bleep goes on and on and on and on. Come on, come on, come on, until we take an action about it. So may I encourage you, come on. Please don't, do, don't copy the behavior of this world and the customs in this world. But I love the Holy Spirit. If there's anything today, ask God, Lord, I want to give you full control. I want to allow wherever, come, lay new pipes, change my mind so that I will think like Jesus thought. Right? So these are the two things that the Holy Spirit does. One, Holy Spirit transforms our mind, that our thoughts and attitude, and relays a new attitude in us, which is Christ-like. Second thing, it increases the knowledge and revelation of the glory of Jesus to us. How does he do it? How does he do it? He increases the knowledge of Jesus to us. The more we read, the more closer, the more we build relationship with God, we begin to see Jesus more beautiful, more amazing, more wonderful. Wow, wow, wow. And then we, we, we become a big fan of Jesus and we want to do everything that he does. You know, there was once, I don't know whether you remember, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, well, he was in an interview. Um, he was, uh, there, there was Coke served for him. He was just talking in the interview, millions of, millions of, uh, um, who's that? Millions of fans watching that. Suddenly he moved. You know, when he saw the Coke, he said, don't drink Coke, drink water. That is good for you. He moved. You know what? The same day, Coke's, Coca-Cola company's share came down. All his fans stopped drinking Coke. They said, we're going to drink water from war. They wanted to follow. They were so crazy about Christiana. They wanted to do whatever he wants to do. And that is what we are doing with our Jesus as well. Finally, we see uh, in verse 22, it says, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. What are we are to do? As children of God, as people being renewed by the Holy Spirit, one great evidence the Holy Spirit with us is that we show sincere love to each other. What is this sincere love? What is this deep love? We love like Jesus loved. He said, this is the command that I give to you. Um, love like I loved you guys. Yeah, Sacrificial love, sincere prayers, forgiving love. Second thing, selfless love. It's not about us. Look to the interests of other people. Be in their shoes and think. Selfless love. Love that overcomes evil. Evil is strong. Bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, uh, ego, this is all strong. We need something more powerful than that. What is it? The love of Jesus to overcome this. We can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit encourage each other. Let's show sincere love to each other. Can I, all, can I request you all to stand up where you are, please? Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. As children of God, we are in the process of salvation. Yes, we've been saved. We will be saved. Now, we are being saved. How? As we pursue holiness, 
the Holy Spirit is renewing our mind into the likeness of Jesus Christ. So let us show deep love, sincere love to each other. Sincere love to each other. Let, God, let us allow God to fill us with his love. I just want to give just one minute, wherever you're seated, if this is helping you, if God is speaking to you now and you feel that, just respond to him in your heart. Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, I want to love you to work in my life. I want to love like you do. Fill me with your love. Change my attitude. Let me be like you, Jesus. Let this be your prayer. And he changes us. Yes, Lord. Here we offer ourselves that we would, in partnership with you, I love you, keep in step with you, to obey you so that we pursue the holiness, the holiness of you, Lord. Fill us with your love, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your love. Help us to love like you loved. That's what we want. We want to shine as bright in this community, wherever we are, with your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.